Oh my God, dude. Just not ever clear. That shot, I know I was like droning on about it, but that shot gave me nightmares, man. That, that I, I did not recover from that until the next day. Bad. Yeah. Dude, I was drunk. That was the only thing I drank. Like that was right when we started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like on my first beer and took that shot and I was like, and I listened back to the episode. It just episode. burned. I thought it burned a hole in my throat. And I was like, wow, yeah. okay, I guess I'm already fucking drunk. That was the <laughs> first time like I immediately had to vomit. Immediately. Just to clarify. And just to clarify, I did not vomit or have a chaser. I did not vomit or chase it, but I felt like I had to vomit. I did not vomit. I did not get up out of the seat and run to the bathroom because I'm a M-A-N. <laughs> Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Oh, this smells good. It's Is it watermelon vodka? Cheers. <coughs> hey, look, everybody. That was 99 watermelon. 99 proof watermelon. Um, Yes, Brittany, I have you teed up. I told you I want to do your shot anyway. It's probably Even though I didn't tell you, I did tell you what one of the ingredients was. Correct. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. What is We're it? not pussies. I already told you. There's a, raw, there's a raw egg in it. There's a raw egg in it? Mm-hmm. I've said this like who the fuck five o- times. Brittany. Brittany, who the fuck orders this at a bar? Oh, can you do that shot with a raw egg? It's like, do you want to get a date home tonight or what? Like, you're going to kiss some girl with a raw egg in your mouth? I mean, like, I would think that that person's a real badass if I saw someone <laughs> take it at a bar. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, you're cool. <laughs> so, eh, maybe we... I, like. I will do it. I might throw up, but I will do it. We won't throw up. We're going to do it. We're just going to take a shot. We'll have a chaser ready to go. How about that? Can we also no have fucking chasers, giant- man. Y'all are such put. Oh, okay. So do you want to see how you take it then next week and see oh, how I'll you- Oh, I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it all night. Okay. I'll fucking take it right the fuck and now. Just, just spread, so you know, that's them. not the only interesting ingredient in this shot. Oh, I like to keep things interesting. Okay. I like, I, I'll I, fucking take it. Like a man. Now let's talk about the shot. <laughs> Welcome to Talk Murder Me. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole tonight. We are doing a continuation on Dahmer. I told you I was taking my time on this and I am. If you go to getjupiter.com slash llama, you can see my pretty face. I'm on the website with normal looking hair. I was going to ask. <laughs> I was going to say something that I was like, no, don't don't bring it up. Do not say anything. This is before it I does, Britney Spears did. It doesn't look abnormal. It looks good. It's fine. It doesn't look abnormal. That's still something you don't say to someone. No, because he said with normal looking hair. So what's the opposite of, of what? Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's me with normal looking hair. <laughs> You're making a Dr. Evil face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. For Supremos, if you guys if you want to become a Supremo anyway and you take CBD already or want to start, let me know. If you're on the Jupiter plan, we'll comp your membership or the Supremo thing. We basically just take that out of Jen's payment. <laughs> I was wondering why I looked a little light this month. Just kidding. Uh yeah, so anyway, let's get on with today's episode. We are continuing with Jeffrey Dama. Tonight, we are going to the summer of 1984. J.D., little Jeffy. Little Jeffy. Little Jeffy. Like little Sebastian from Parks and Rec. Hmm? J.D., Jeffrey Dahmer, is 24 years old when I'm starting this story. We're actually going to the Southridge Mall. And this is is in Wisconsin. This store you're looking at right now is called the Boston Store. 
Oh. It confused the shit out of me at first. What do they sell at the Boston <laughs> store? Do they sell things from Boston? Like no. lobsters? Like, or lobster-themed things? things. Nice clothes. As compared to what? South Carolina? Where they sell nothing but... Where do you get those clothes? The toilet store? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the Boston store, South Ridge Mall, which is no longer open, sadly. There's a great documentary on... I think it's called the Neon Palm Mall. Remember we watched that? It's like the last... It la wasn't a great documentary, but it was really fucking Oh depressing. my God, dude. I... Because I, I was a mall baby. I mean, you guys are... Yeah, you guys were. You'd go to the mall on the weekends. I know, man. The good Fucking... mall near my near my house got torn down. That's sad. Do you remember the Galleria in Taunton? Probably uh, it may have been there a couple of times. I don't think I ever went there. I would go to like um, rent them. Rent the outlets. That was the time, man. So tonight we're going to the summer of 1984, Southridge Mall. This is the Boston store. Jeffrey Dahmer is 24 years old. He is out of the military. He's he's fit as a fiddle. Must be nice. He's got big old abs and a big old pecker. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Good for him. Good for him. I mean, you got it. Flaunt it. So he looks good, like when I did when I got out of the army. <laughs> now I'm all fucking blobby. <laughs> You're not blobby. Jeffrey Dahmer, out of the military, very in shape and handsome for the time. I know I, you've seen pictures of him before. He's got the big birth control glasses on and he's got the Steve Harrington hair. Mm. But from what everyone says in the story, he was quite the charmer. At least that's what he looked. He, he looked good. That's what everyone said. Mm. He goes into the Boston store in the South Ridge Mall. Summer of 1984, Jeffrey Dahmer, he walks by the, the Boston store and he spots a beautiful male. As I said in the last episode, he's really into the big chest, the strong, broad chest. And this man had one. He likes the perfect posture and the confident stance this man also has. And this man actually worked in the store. And not only that, because Jeff's been by a few times, he noticed that he worked longer hours than most everyone else at the store. And in Jeffrey's mind, as we'll talk about, he doesn't want to be your boyfriend. Okay, you want to be my boyfriend? He doesn't want to be your boyfriend. He does not want to be your boyfriend. He just wants to have you passed out and so he can just do his thing. I'm, I'm going to talk about the bathhouses where he was. He would drug men, make them pass out for eight hours and just masturbate on them for all night. He just wants the object. That's a long time to masturbate. So he sees this beautiful fit man and he wants this for himself. But being Jeffrey Dahmer, he knows he just can't because he's he's got low self-esteem, very low self-esteem. He knows he just can't go in there and pick this guy up. So he has to figure out a way to subdue and conquer. And that's that's where we're starting the story. This is his plan. This is fucked up. This is a crazy ass plan. Jeffrey Dahmer decides that he is going to wait because the 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 man actually works longer than anyone else and he's always there closing the store by himself and like when the mall closes let's say nine let's say nine o'clock he was going to wait there until then and hide out and then spring on this victim so that's in his mind right now Dahmer says quote it immediately struck me that I would like to take him home. Now, he knows he has to dispose of him at some point because at this time, he was living with his grandmother, which from now on, I'm probably going to call Granny. 
was at Granny's house. Most of the murders happened at Granny's house, hmm. his grandmother's house. The apartment that we were in last time, he was only living there for a short period. Okay. But up until he was almost 30, he was living at Granny's house in Wisconsin. If you want to read this, this is from the book that we're reading tonight. The book we're reading tonight is The Shrine of Jeffrey Dahmer by Brian Masters. It's a great book. And we're going to be reading, Nicole's going to be reading some stuff from that. But it was around 11 o'clock. Jeffrey Dahmer is hiding out in this store, like in the store. I don't know where, probably in the dressing room or maybe in the freaking ceiling tiles, <laughs> waiting for everyone to go home where this guy is alone. And then he can spring out and do his thing when no one's there. And he was going to literally take him home. Anyway, if you want to read this, this is from the book, The Shrine of Jeffrey Dahmer. At about 11 o'clock at night, when everyone was gone and the store was locked up from the outside, I went out and undressed the mannequin and had a big sleeping bag cover. I put it in that, zipped it up, and carried it out of the store, which was a pretty dangerous thing to do. Wait, you guys understand? He was, he was, he was talking about a mannequin. Yeah. Oh. I, I thought y'all would be more excited. Oh. <laughs> the man with the perfect posture and the big chest oh. is a mannequin. I oh. went out and undressed the mannequin. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, th- I thought y'all would find that funny. That is funny. <laughs> it is. I just it, I didn't catch it at first. He was stalking. You read it. He was stalking a mannequin. <laughs> Which technically I said it was a man and it is a mannequin. It's yeah. short for man. Anyway, it's a mannequin. It He's, reminds you of the episode of Bob's Burgers. <laughs> remember I said this guy works in the store longer than everyone else? Yes. Yeah. He's always there. He's a mannequin. I thought you were saying he was like a manager or something. <laughs> Me too. <You're> like... <laughs> That's good. That was good, John. Thanks. Can you, uh, can you finish reading now? Okay, yes. <laughs> just start over. Uh, no. I'll... No, just start over. Okay. At about 11 o'clock at night, when everyone was gone and the store was locked up from the outside, I went out and undressed the mannequin and had a big sleeping bag cover. I put it in that, zipped it up, and carried it out of the store, which was a pretty dangerous thing to do. I never thought of them maybe having security cameras or being locked in the store, but I walked out with it and took it back home. I ended up getting a taxi and brought it back and kept it with me a couple weeks. I just went through various sexual fantasies with it, pretending it was a real person, pretending that I was having sex with it, <laughs> masturbating and undressing it. What the fuck? <laughs> I kind of want to get a mannequin, actually. <laughs> no. <Wait. laughs> you no. mean a sex doll? Uh, Herbert Baumeister had mannequins. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> there's a difference between a mannequin and a sex doll, isn't there? Like, the mannequin... There's no holes. He Correct. had mannequins. Herbert Baumeister, the serial killer, had mannequins. Yeah, but you said you wanted to get a mannequin. You want a mannequin or a sex doll? Sex dolls cost you money. Need, you don't need any... Well, mannequins are just everywhere. Um, Why do you want a mannequin? For know. what purpose? To scare me, probably. I mean, I got this thing. This is a head. Yeah, you just need to, <laughs> The like... head's all you need. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Did y'all like how I start the story right there? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> it was a mannequin. He we, was gonna, we got it. We, he, we, he, he waited in a store to steal a mannequin. To steal a mannequin so he can go fuck it. It's fucking crazy. And he kept it for a long time until his grandma saw it and then he smashed it up. <laughs> His granny knew what was going on. I mean, he's killing a lot of people in that granny's basement. Anyway. Maybe granny was just too old to care. I think I think that was it. It's like, I mean, hey, fucking kids and their MTV and their fucking drugs. <laughs> and their sex and with... And they're murdering <laughs> things. Sex with plastic. <laughs> what the fuck? 
All right. So anyway, that he was fun. Would have benefited from a real dog. <laughs> yeah, he would have. It's well, like that. Sh- that um, what's that guy's name that did that? Uh, Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah, oh, yeah. I haven't That's seen like that a movie. That's a good movie. It's good. It's, it's got that guy. In Ryan there. Gosling. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's cool. Yeah, he's handsome. I like him. Yeah, he does that doll. Like you show it, like the unrated version. It's like, no, I mean, I'm like, he's dude, lying. he's banging. Babe, All right. can you stop? Okay, fuck. When Jeff was 24 years old, he would have these urges. And it didn't really matter who these urges were for as long as it was a male. When his brother David, for instance, spent the night over at his grandmother's house, he's got one younger brother, David, who was 18 at the time when Jeff was 24. David had spent the night over the grandmother's house. And unfortunately, there was only one bed. So the two brothers had to sleep in the same bed. Jeff started feeling these urges. He reached over and tried to touch his brother. Oh, I don't like that. And this is what Jeff says. Quote, he didn't go for that at all. That's for sure. He told me so in the morning. I wonder why. I mean... Not like it's your brother or anything. I don't know if I went over this last time. This is Jeffy's house in Ohio. It's a cool house. Is that Granny's house? No, this is Jeffy's house in Ohio. Oh, I like it. It's kind of cool. I looking. like the spiral staircase. Yeah. Yeah. So is it next modern to modern looking? House? Is it next to a lake? It, the house recently sold. Actually, this is four four eight zero West Bath Road in Akron. This is a murder house. Remember, we talked about Stephen Hicks, the hitchhiker. Mm. You know, the first murder. So now we're actually going nine years later after he's been in the army and everything else, and supposedly he hasn't killed anyone else. We're going to start tonight. Allegedly, we're going to start tonight's episode with. I would say the first kill of like the new Jeff. You know, the what I'm new saying? Jeff. Well, the more confident mannequin stealing, masturbating Jeff. <laughs> so this is in Bath, Ohio. The uh, twenty, the two thousand one hundred seventy square foot home was built in nineteen fifty two, and offers three bedrooms and three bathrooms on a large one point five five acre lot in Akron, Ohio. What did it sell for? I think it was like three hundred thirty thousand something like that. So Jeffy moved there with his family when he was eight. But remember, I talked about in uh, the first episode the the dad got a divorce because the mom actually cheated on him. Right. They got a divorce. She moves up to Wisconsin. She tries to take Jeffy with her. She just takes David, the brother, the younger brother, and the dad stuck in the hotel by himself. Jeff didn't tell anyone that he's literally at the house by himself. He can't even feed himself because he's just incapable. Then he kills Stephen Hicks. So just trying to catch you guys back up. I'm going to run through these house photos right quick. Pre-Jeff moving in there. This was 1958. This was kind of the preview of the home. It's a beautiful home. Look at this thing. It's it nice, is, man. It is nice. And and look, it's got the like windows the... windows are beautiful. The mm, balcony. Yeah. A lot of natural light. But it is... And the a... hardwood floors are nice, too. Mm-hmm. Neutral coloring. Look at those speakers. It is... A... Oh, shit. I didn't see the speakers there. Holy fuck. Huge. It is a murder house, though. Mm. Look at oh. that. Is that a uh, fireplace? Stove. Pretty cool, man. I mean, I would update the doors. Look at the door. Like, I don't like that wood look. Do oh, you? is that why you don't come over to my house? Because I have natural wood looks in my house? That's it. I'm allergic. Don't make me feel guilty. You need to fix my light, please. Why do you keep breaking it? It only broke the one time. The wiring, it doesn't work. It doesn't turn on. Look at this. I like that red sofa with the... That. It's got like an open floor plan. It I mean, is. the amount of the, like the whole window, like all of that, the, the win- whole yeah. wall I, is windows. Yeah. And it looks cool. like this has kind of been opened up a little. Yeah, it looks really nice. So this is where he was basically living by himself. I mean, you could bring any any love interest here, you know, and get some poon or some boots, whatever you're into. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Pretty nice, man. Like, there's a outdoor uh, garden or whatever. 
I was literally just gonna say, but I realized that this is already a thing where they like renovate murder houses. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? No, but the listing on this house since this pretty recently sold because you know all the papers interview them when it gets on the market. Yeah, they interview the guy selling it, and I saw in his little thing it said, you know, we know this is Jeffrey Dahmer's house. This is for serious inquiries only. Kind of like don't be fucking with me, kind of shit. Like Mm -hmm. this is for serious buyer. Jeff tries to go to college, not because he wanted to, but the mom actually kind of forces him in there. The first semester is like, you're going. He didn't even last a year. He was just the biggest alcoholic and he got kicked out. I mean, his grades were shit. His high school grades were shit, which is crazy because all the psychiatrists that interview him say the same thing. This dude's really intelligent. As I said, he had like a 117 IQ. He's intelligent, but why is he working at a chocolate factory? He got a job at a chocolate factory. Mm-hmm. Like, why is he working at the like lowest paid level at a chocolate factory? Like, it's just weird. Like, he had no will to succeed or anything, even though he could, you know. Mm-hmm. But he fails out of college and he was a complete mess. He has no aspirations in life. He's going absolutely nowhere. The parents are sick of paying for they're sick of paying for his living expenses and and everything else. So he he just kind of was just in limbo. In fact, at this time, he was actually masturbating. He he said he was masturbating 12 times per day. That's excessive. Yeah. I actually had a, this is going to sound really weird, but I had a guy friend who I knew like masturbated that much. What? Growing up. I I don't know if that was normal. I just assumed that like, but like guys were that sexually active. Why did you know that? How do you afford that that many socks? uh, Like we were just close. (laughs) Like what? You don't never have any socks. I'm just kidding. That's what you jerk it in socks. That's weird. But yeah. If you masturbate that many times a day. I feel like that's just inefficient. Why not just shower 12 times a day? But you don't have that much seam. Apparently, well, don't you as like a a, a kid in puberty? No? Maybe. But we in the industry like to call it ghost loads. Yeah. (laughs) I want to examine that comment. I don't. I want to know what you mean by those in the industry. I'm not even worried about the ghost loads part. I want to know what you mean by those in the the industry. (laughs) What are you doing? That is a rookie numbers, Chris says. Can I have that uh, <laughs> rookie numbers? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I did have a buddy that would say, and he told me he did like 18 times one day. I don't believe him. I mean, you'd That's be raw, lot. dude. Oh, no. I think the most I've ever done is probably like four. I mean, this is when I was a fucking Teenager. 16 year old, you know, and there's like come everywhere in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Like on the walls, the fucking ceiling <laughs> tile. It reminds you of in, um, in Bridesmaids, right? When she's talking, I could crack a blanket stuff. in half. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Uh, I have a story, but I really can't share it on the podcast. But I will tell you after if you're interested. It is if not. You can't have a vasectomy, you get free parking. For- <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, free parking! Like, wait, what? She blinks. <laughs> Holy shit! This is Jeffrey Dahmer right here. So he did. I need yeah. to clarify. He is a medic, but he did go to MP school, which I think is why he's wearing that badge. So MP is military police. I don't really understand why he went to MP school and became a medic. That doesn't make any sense to me. But I know that because that's what that badge is. Pretty sure. 
And I don't know what's around his chest. Like he's got a strap. I don't know what that would be. Anyway, this looks nothing like the army for army uniforms nowadays. And that hat. I don't know what I'm the just going to say I like his glasses. He looks pretty confident there. Yeah. He looks look like that, someone like, that will. Look at the, the jawbone strut. Like his bone structure. I do not find him attractive. I'm sorry. Oh, you're not a mannequin, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I am the least mannequin-like human probably ever. Um, so his father basically made him enlist in the army. I'm going to kind of go through this a little fast. He was granted a three-year enlistment as an MP at Fort McClellan, Alabama on 11th, May 1979. He was sent to the Texas Army School and became a medic. He was assigned to the 268th Armored Division, 2nd Battalion in West Germany. Hmm. He spent two years there, made absolutely no friends. As you'll see, Jeff on Saturday, they there's why you got the famous picture I'm about to show you. I don't know if I've already showed you of him passed out. His Saturday mornings, he would wake up and immediately start drinking, drink until he passes out, wake up again, drink some more. Like he wouldn't hang out with any friends. He would just sit there and get fucking plastered. How did, did he get in the army being an alcoholic? I forgot we talked about that when he was in high school. How did he get in the army being an alcoholic? I, apply? Like <laughs> fill out a form? <laughs> yeah, but how, how did he not get kicked out while he was, he's under the influence? Obviously, you never been in the army. <laughs> Obviously, the army is the largest branch of service. Yeah, because they'll take goddamn anybody, man. They took me. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) They basically do not sell yourself short. You are a great soldier. Oh my god, he spends two years in the army, which is not a long time. I don't. I mean, he got a three-year enlistment, so he he only only served two. He only served two. He was honorably discharged, but they they kicked him out because he was drunk on duty all the time. So even for the army, that's bad, you know? Because, dude, we had guys show up fucking drunk all the time. That's just like... I mean, that's how you do a PT test in the army. You fucking show up drunk so your legs are numb and you can run faster. Everyone knows that. Is that how it works? Is that how you have to be fast? (laughs) If I knew that back then, maybe I'd have a basketball scholarship. Shit, I don't know. Oh, shit. Anyway, this is Jeffy. Did y'all see this picture last time? Yes. Yep. Fucking wasted. See, he looks more attractive in that photo than the... (laughs) Why? Because he's got his pants and zip (laughs) tied? Easy access. Jen. Jen. I got you. (laughs) All right. So after the army started getting in trouble, a lot of trouble, but just kind of minor stuff at first, a lot of drunken stuff, drunk in public, peeing in public, stuff like that. He left. He leaves Ohio. This is after Stephen Hicks murder. Leaves Ohio to Wisconsin to stay with his granny at least for a while. He ends up staying there for a long time. He stayed six years there. In fact, this is the granny's house. Oh, that's a nice, cute little house. This house is important because this is where a lot of the bodies m- murders would happen. Oh, down in the basement. Oh, this house right here is two three five seven South Fifty Seventh street so and that house was also for sale too so he stays six years here he gets a job at the blood plasma center which he worked there a lot during college not not worked there but he he would donate blood for alcohol but he oh yeah yeah he would donate blood and plasma like twice a week they had he could afford to buy alcohol yeah but they they eventually made him stop doing that because his blood was (laughs) because it's mostly there's mostly alcohol coming out excuse me sir I mean, his BAC is probably constantly above the legal limit. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. He was a drunk, man. I mean, fucking crazy. Yeah. 
I don't see how he made it that far. Yeah. I mean, because this, an alcoholic's bad, yeah, but I think he was, I mean, dude, do alcoholics just wake up at on Saturday and just immediately just get hammered? Some people, I mean, it's I mean, hard holy to. holy shit. I, I did have a, a roommate at one point. The roommate I had was like a CrossFit guy. He was really in shape. Anyway, he would do these competitions in CrossFit, but he had his brother show up at one of the competitions. His brother was alcoholic. He showed up like fucking wasted like he drove and showed up wasted and he was just like communicating like you would anyone he was a functioning alcoholic i think yeah yeah i think that's what it was i mean i felt terrible you could smell it i mean it was like four locos he would just get four locos and chug them all day long and function like that's sad man yeah anyway he worked he he's living with granny he's living with granny he has a job at the blood plasma center drawing blood he was fired after 10 months because very poor performance he, he was arrested in 1982 for urinating in public, and this is from the police report. He was, quote, observed, or the, the woman, observed the defendant with his pants down, or pull, with his pants pulled down and his penis exposed, leaning against the planter on the south side of the Coliseum, in which 25 people were present, including women and children. Mm. So his granny started seeing him screw up a lot. He does get real big into religion. This is so important. Even in the trial, it's the the religious aspect. And this book talks about it a lot. Because even like Ted Ted Bundy, I don't know if you remember Ted Bundy, but he was sort of religious too. When um when you say something like, I don't know what got hold of like got over me, that right there has a religious context because you're you're blaming some some force. You you're not blaming yourself type of thing. So it's it's religious base. It's like a, a deity it, or like a an evil influence has gotten over you. Now, so that is very prevalent here in this case. Keep that in mind because he was extremely conflicted. He's homosexual. You can't be homosexual as a Christian. Correct. Okay. Well, no, not correct, but back then correct. It's complicated. No, even still you can't. I mean, the the I'm talking about hardcore Christians. The Bible says homosexuality is a sin. They didn't change the Bible. That shit still says that shit. It's not interpreted different. That's what it says. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. That's just what the fucking book that they believe says. Anyway, you can't be a homosexual. That's confliction right there. Okay. He's having all these, these, these urges, these masturbating urges. That's a confliction right there. I saw at one point he was talking about the masturbating as self-abuse. Reminds me a lot of Albert Fish. He would talk about the same thing. Mm-hmm abusing himself so he started okay i gotta stop masturbating so much so he starts rubbing his penis now this dude is 25 fucking years old 25 years old he's like rubbing his penis on the couch because you know that's not masturbating it's just you know i probably should stop doing that i'm getting a little chub oh boy yes look away for a little bit like uh, just, give me, just give me 15 seconds. <laughs> that's usually how long it lasts. Well, all right. That's disappointing <clears throat> for me to hear. So, <laughs> but is it accurate? All right. So he starts reading the Bible. Quote, I w-, and this is from him. Quote, I was reading the Bible then, trying to get my life straightened out, and I'd give some money to street people sometimes or send it to different missionaries. He's wrestling with his inner demons. He was rubbing his penis on the bed and the couch furniture and everything else. That goody Jeff lasted about two years. And then at this point, the, and, and here's the, the, the trial, which we're going to talk about later. But the 
prosecution's like, okay, this go this guy goes nine years. He first kills at 18. He then kills again nine years later. What does that mean? He can control his actions. He knows it's wrong to kill and he can control it. Mm. That is that means he is not insane because he fucking and he knows what he's doing. Okay. You're going to see some shit that he does that is fucking crazy. I don't know if you know anything about Jeffrey Dahmer. Not really. But some of the things he does is literally insane. Like, I've never seen anyone ever like this. So, he's sane because he goes nine years. But wait, the defense is like, no. He's insane because those nine years wasn't just him controlling it, knowing that it's bad. That nine years was him wrestling with good and evil, demonic forces versus the good forces. And to them, to a hardcore Christian, that shit's fucking real. You know, in his mind, he's being pulled both ways. And eventually one's going to win. That tug of war is going to be won by one of those sides. And that is very important. That right there, because the first murder, as we'll talk about in a second, that's the breaking point. That's when the, the evil wins. And he wasn't even awake to experience it. Which we're going to talk mm, about. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Kind of got off tangent there. He uh, worked at a chocolate factory. He was one of the lowest paid employees there. Smart guy, really smart guy. But for a 24-year-old who obviously has the intelligence and he was in the military, could easily climb the ladder from the lowest position there, at least. He just didn't have a desire to do so. He was content. As long as he could afford his drink and Mm. a little bit of spending money, he didn't have a car. He rode the bus, never had a car. And and throughout these years until he was arrested, and he was 31 when he was arrested, throughout these years, he's not worrying about much about real world stuff. All that worry is in his head about, fuck, like, where am I going? Like, oh, I got all these urges and he's just a train wreck. But the last thing he's worrying about is moving up in the fucking career world. Anyway, on 14th of January, 1985, he began his job as a mixer at the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory in Milwaukee. And he was living with his grandmother. He was working the third shift. So 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. six nights, Sunday through Friday. Around this time, he's living with his grannies, masturbating more and more and more and more and more. He was up to 12 times, but I see he went down to only eight times. He started going to gay bookshops because he, he didn't know that at the time, but then he, he saw, okay, there's these homosexual bookshops. And in those bookshops were these coin-operated video machines. Basically, it's a little cubby, a little uh, cubicle. You You pull the door open, and there's a like a big like a big arcade Mm -hmm. you put a quarter in there and it shows some porno and you just keep putting quarters in there and you just you're alone because the door shut anyway these were notorious for people going in there and leaving the door slightly cracked so someone else can come in and and fool around completely dark pitch black pitch black no no seeing anything just touch which jeff likes because he doesn't want commitment he wants to feel the object and that's it and that was good for him however he started drugging 
people that were going there and then eventually he would get kicked out of those. He starts exposing himself in public places. Now, this is ex- this is weird. I never thought of it like this. Exposing yourself, exhibitionism mm-hmm. is a form of cruelty. Did you know that? Hmm. Think about it. No. Then no, this is from this is what the law says. When you expose yourself, you're making, you're forcing someone to look to at see you. something but that then- they didn't want to see. That's a form of cruelty. Yeah, interesting. That's a weird way of seeing it, but it's accurate. Yeah, yeah that it. makes sense. So that voyeur or um, exhibitionism, there was e- even this one I've never heard of. Uh, I'm going to spell it. F-R-O-T-T-E. Frauderism. Frauderism. So it's like you're at the bus station. Sorry, I'm like a little tipsy. So it, it's it's like what your barber I mean, barber that's your wife, you. though. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> you <laughs> go. <laughs> You fucking You mentioned it last episode. Oh my God. In my notes here, I swear to God, I put my barber. Look right there. You see it? (laughs) (laughs) My barber. Right there. (laughs) I wrote this last week. (laughs) Oh shit. So you can't get mad at me for saying it. (laughs) My barber used to frotter me. He would rub his wings up against me. I think it was on purpose because you know how the barber chairs, they have the arms that come out. Right, right. And you don't have your arms. I'm like freaking like this and his bulge is still pushing against me. I'm like, dude, okay, bro. Like you're leaning over. Hence why John now cuts his hair and he looks like Jamie Tart. It, it looks good. <laughs> looks good, John. Oh shit! Ellie, she's moved from it. Why did it, bad. did it change over the last time? It looked no, decent, it, or no, whatever you said. No, it does. It didn't look bad. It looks good. Thank you. All right, so he's twenty-five years old. He's masturbating eight times a day. He's going into these bookshops. He's he's getting in trouble for frauderism. All of this stuff, the exhibitionism and the frauderism, it's it just. I didn't know that was a, had a name, so that's interesting. It's just know. it just means that. He's not trying to have any connection with a human. He just wants to, he just wants to see them. He wants to objectify them. This is from the book that we're reading. And we're about to get to a murder, guys. I know I have to get this shit out of the way. You want to read this? Nikwes. He did not want to be with a person who would move, be energetic, express desires of his own, perhaps surprise him and demand too much of him. His ideal was a person who would lie down and permit himself to be stroked and admired and finally used merely as an aid to masturbation. Such people are not easy to find. So in the 80s. Now, 1987, he does find a person. This is a very important murder right here. This would be the first murder of his career if you don't count the Stephen Hicks murder. Okay. Okay. It's weird to like not weird. I I understand why, but like it's in uh, no, it's weird to like think of it as a career, like your murdering career. Yeah, you work serial killers working in this area. Yeah. yeah. Like when I was working down in Tampa. All right, this is Stephen Toomey. T U O M I. We're going to November 21st, 1987. This boy is Michigan raised, worked in a little diner when he met Jeffy, 25 years old. This is old for Jeffy. As you'll see, and you saw in the last episode, Jeffy likes the young boys. Right, like the 14-year-olds. 14-year-olds, yeah. 14 years old. Even though in an interview he said he is not a pedophile, he does seem to pick up a lot of 14-year-olds. Okay, so that would kind of qualify him as a pedophile. I'd say. Definitely would. So this boy worked in the diner. He was 25 years old at the time. He met Jeffy in the diner. Then they exchanged numbers and Jeffy brought him back to 
the ambassador to hotel, which another couple murders were happened because you don't, it's really hard to kill someone at your granny's house. He does it. Yes, he does it. But this is his other murder spot. Oh, this is the ambassador hotel. He would rent a room here for cheap because this is the type of place at the time that you can rent a room just to get a little bang, bang, pow shrimp and call it quits. So this boy goes back to the ambassador hotel with JD. And if you want to read this. They had undressed and gone to bed, masturbated each other, kissed and cuddled with mutual consent before the sleeping pills worked. After Stephen passed out, he continued to stroke and enjoy his body. At some point, he had fallen asleep as well. His mind recorded nothing more until the awesome sight which greeted him that morning. Was it a dead body? All right. So he's in this room with this this boy, room 507, the Ambassador Hotel in Wisconsin, Milwaukee, or Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee. The sleeping pills, which I didn't mention I may get to another episode. He went to several different doctors. Says, oh, I can't sleep. Man, you know, army stuff, combat. He'd never been in combat, but I just need need sleep. I can't sleep. Several doctors prescribed him sleeping pills. Strong shit. And he's going to several different doctors to do this. And, you know, I guess with the VA, you can get that shit. He was using them to drug these victims because he doesn't want to spend time with you. He doesn't want to get to know you. He wants to kiss and cuddle. And then once those six or seven broken up sleeping pills start to get in your system and you fall asleep within 30 minutes, which is about how much it takes, then that's when Jeffy can become Jeffy. That's when he can start masturbating and do a little bit of anal if he wants, whatever he wants to do. But that shit got him in trouble this time. And he's done that a few times before this one. But this one, he had a little bit too much to drink. Mm. He was he was drinking rum and coke. He had so much rum and coke, in fact, that he couldn't even find the bottle in the morning. He knew he brought it back with him because he was drinking in the hotel. But where'd the bottle go? He was really worried about the bottle. Really worried about it because he could not find it. It was not in the room. Even in a later interview, he said, I still never knew where that bottle went. Hmm. Never knew where it went. The next morning, this awesome sight, that's what the book says, was this man, this 25-year-old, blood oozing from his mouth. His chest was beaten so severely that his rib bones were poking out of his, uh, you know, his chest. Right. This, what happened is, and the, the rib bones would move around. They were broken, completely shattered. So it, it was like someone was just beating on his chest. Jeff doesn't remember shit, and he'll say that, and and most people would believe that. Quote, I felt complete shock. Just couldn't believe it. Shock, horror, panic. I couldn't believe it happened. After all those years when I've done nothing like this, this boy was dead. His bones were all shattered. His rib bones were, and it was just in his chest area. It was weird. No other injuries, not to his head, nothing else. Just his chest was completely just... It was like like someone tried to crawl in there. Ooh. If you want to read that. That shocked me in the morning. Where that rage came from or why that happened, I don't know. I was not conscious of it. Why I had the rage, why I took it out on him, I don't know. I must have pounded awful hard because the rib cage had broken. I could feel the bone. Everything went blank on me. Terrible hangover. He was drinking rum and coke. About the bottle, I said, quote, I looked down, went down to the sidewalk under the window. I don't know what I did with it. Sometime during the night, I must have taken the bottle and put it somewhere. I never did find out what happened to it. 
That scared the hell out of me. Haunted me for a long time. This is a very important murder because this does it. He was, he'd play Goody Jeff for two years, rubbing his wings on the car and the, the family furniture, you know, read the Bible, re, like being a devout Christian, struggling, you know, and then he found the gay bookstores and stuff like that. But this one, and it wasn't his fault because he doesn't remember it at all. I know, but this is where the, the bad, the good versus the evil, the evil has won the tug of war. After this is over for him, like it's it's pretty much, this is your life now. You, you've you crossed the line. Stephen Hicks, the hitchhiker murder when you're 18, you're scot-free on that. You're good. You know, you've been forgiven. You've you've been goody, Jeff. This is different. You You've, this is it. Not only that, but it's more of the fact that he doesn't remember, which solidifies in his mind that he has no control over it. This is something evil inside him, and he he didn't have any control over it. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It's very important for the future. Murder. I mean, I can I can understand why that thought process would like enter his mind because like if you black out, it's like oh my gosh, what did I do? But you still have to be held accountable for your actions. This guy, and we don't have photos because he disposed the body, but completely ripped up just a chest. There's a theory very deep and even he kind of buys it very deep this is kind of a weird out there theory about what happened what is it this man was drugged and as you've read before they like to jeff likes when you know the man is resting on his chest or he's resting on their chest and at this this murder this one right here with this man jeffy was resting on his chest and he's all drunk and just fucked they've been kissing and masturbating all night and he's just like in his own world battling good versus evil and he hears that that heartbeat his ears right to the chest is like boom 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 that heartbeat is very hypnotic when Jeff is going in and out of consciousness, right? So as he laid on that chest, he feels that safeness, uh, that closeness and that security of, of that man. And then the heartbeat, it, it really just hypnotizes him. And then the alcohol kind of kicks in and it mixes together and he feels even safer with that heartbeat. So he desperately wants to get even safer and into a safer place. So he takes his arms and his fist and he starts trying to dig in to where that beat's coming from, that hypnotic sound. And that's why the ribs are broken and nothing else. That's why there was no bruises everywhere else, because he is trying to get inside of that safe place in that body. That is and the only way he can do it is to beat it open. He doesn't remember anything. So he's like getting it, trying to beat this thing open so he can just crawl in it. That's real deep. <laughs> real weird, but deep. <laughs> but, I mean, but it makes sense. There's no no other injuries in the body, but sap on the chest. Who kills? If I'm going to kill someone, I'm not going to just kill them by hitting their chest a bunch of times. There's no injuries to the neck. There's no, ch he didn't choke him. He killed him by the chest, by beating on his chest. It's like, I got to get in there. Ugh, I got to be safer, safer. Could it safer, possibly safer. be that... Could it? And could okay, it, I don't know. I'm not Jeffrey Dahmer. No, but I mean, here's another theory. Related, but not fucking. Here's another theory <laughs> is that maybe he overdosed and he was trying to perform CPR. What? Maybe the guy overdosed. But this overdosed is a pattern. On what? But this is a pattern though. Jeff he would drugged. Do. Jeff drugged him with sleeping pills. Okay, so so maybe he died from the sleeping pills and he's sitting on the chest, right? And he hears the heartbeat. Then he hears the heartbeat. You you don't know. So you think stop. he was not trying to kill? 
kill him? You think he was trying to oh, save yeah. him? I must not be doing this story right. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is fucked up. He ain't going to try to save nobody. He's going to try to get up in that heart. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Well, you said if this- he wasn't a murderer, maybe. <laughs> Like, yeah, if yeah. that wasn't his, like, I feel like it's part of, partly, like, his nature, you know? Are you guys liking how I'm doing these stories, kind of breaking them up, taking my time? I hope so. See, Natasha just said the same thing, but I didn't see what she had said, but when I said it. Well, y'all should be best friends. You know what? I think that she said that I was her favorite, so she is mm-hmm. Jen. No, I don't think she said that. I think she said Nicole was my favorite. No, that was Tia mm-hmm. and another person. Yeah, you're getting a lot of love interest. Who? Her? Please? From all these women over here. I'm cute. I'm adorable. You remember that. He gets a large suitcase. He goes. He actually goes and buys a large suitcase, stuffs the body inside. He gets the bellboy to take the body downstairs, which is kind of crazy. I would do the same thing. That's just fucking heavy. Have you ever tried to move a dead body? Fucking so heavy. good, John, per usual, just in case you needed the valuation. Validation. Validation. Oh, so one person said that. that We've was- already said it. <laughs> All right, um, they get the body gets in a taxi back to Granny's house. It goes into the body is disposed within the week, and and that's because it was Thanksgiving and and Granny's family's coming and his family. But he always keeps the head. He always does hmm. a few things with the head. He he bleaches the head, and this is going to be a like struggle. Every like hair, head, skin, everything. No, 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 just the just the skull. He just oh. needs a skull to okay. masturbate to. It is a masturbatory device for this. Just the skull. Interesting. Well, he keeps the body for as long as it holds up holds up and start like one body i'm about to talk about the granny started smelling it after about a week so he had to get that out but then he kept the skull you bleach the skull but here's the problem with jeffy he can't figure out how to make it not brittle the skull always breaks he must be fucking ramming this shit hard or something he's breaking i mean a skull like your skull just brittles yeah breaks. skulls are thick yeah he must be Fucking bangs in it. With a knife, which he had bought for the purpose, he removed the head and slid open the belly, then cut the flesh from the body into pieces small enough to handle, dropping them into plastic garbage bags. On the floor of the fruit cellar, he laid an old sheet and wrapped the bones in it before smashing them with a sledgehammer. The sheet was used to prevent splinters and fragments from flying all over the basement. Oh, well, at least he, you know, made cleanup easy for himself. Damn. All right. This is disposal MO, Jeffrey Dahmer. Break. He takes down to the takes the body down to the fruit cellar. When he's done with it, the body lasts about a week. He does, as you're going to see, he does. I mean, fuck, he's doing everything else. He might as well fuck a dead corpse. You know, he's going there in this next one. I anyway. remember well, the necrophilic duck. Yeah, that's what that was. It was a necrophilic. Anyway, so this is his MO. He basically takes the body downstairs until it gets the reeks too bad. He he lays it on the floor. He cuts the body, the head off, because he's going to save the head. He cuts the arms off and maybe even the legs. He then takes a sledgehammer and he beats the bones, which smashes them into splinters, and then which are easily pushed away or thrown in the trash. He then washes the blood down the, the drainage system in the basement. He then takes the body, puts it in a trash bag, and trash pickup is uh, every Monday morning at 7 a.m. and they usually take the bodies obviously in the bags that's crazy to think about he keeps the head for a few more weeks he does boil the head when his granny's at church he uses soil x and bleach and he would use these heads as masturbatory tools would it be wrong of me to ask how like 
How what? Remember the fiddlesticks? Are you talking about the boiling the heads? The fiddlesticks are important because the father taught him how to boil the, the bones and the Clorox. He, the father's a chemist. And he, he, you know, the family, they encourage this. Science experiments. Science experiments, which is crazy. Right. Yeah. But I mean, like, does he use like the mouth or like the spinal opening? Or is that weird to ask? Like how he cuts the head off? What are you talking about? To fuck it? Yeah. Fuck what? Never mind. The head? The mouth or the, oh, oh, oh. It's a skull. So there's like three holes I can think of that would, well, actually, Five holes that I could fit in. Six. There's only four holes. One. One. Two. Two. Three. Four. Ear. Five. Oh, and then nose is six, seven. Well, in a skull, it's like kind of one hole. Oh, yeah, you're right. And then the neck. I don't like it. I don't. I don't know why I asked that question. They should make fleshlights that look like human skulls. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> no. Absolutely Dude, not. I feel like that's a very specific market, and all police would need to do would be like, who, buy, who bought this? And this. that's going to lead us to today's Jeffrey Dahmers <laughs> of the world. Did I ever tell you about my buddy that had a flashlight? And he, Ow. he he lost his uh, rucksack and we were in Afghanistan. <laughs> this is so bad, dude. Oh, he he no. lost his rucksack. And in the rucksack. He had a flashlight instead of a flashlight or does it actually no, function? No, he had a flashlight. No, no, it's a flash. It's not a flashlight. It, does, does it not doesn't turn- like fake as a flashlight? No, no, it, no, no. no, no, no. It's, it's, it's a thing. It looks like a flashlight. I know what it is. I didn't know if it like fake doubled at a, as no, a flashlight no. as well as a there no, weren't that flashlight. smart back then okay anyway he, he he didn't lose his rucksack it fell in the in the local river and it floated down and the flashlight floated out of the bag and then we found it a few days later some kids were <laughs> playing with it they didn't know what it was this kid was like putting it in his, ma- <laughs> his mouth oh no <laughs> and passing it around and shit <laughs> Oh shit! They thought it was a toy. <laughs> it was a flashlight. <laughs> I was like, "You gotta put your wiener in it, kid." I didn't say that. <laughs> and you will like change the child's life forever. <laughs> Holy shit! I don't want to look it up, Natasha. Yeah, Natasha, look what up. What's a vajinkle? What is that shit? I don't know, but it reminds me of my ankle, which is swollen. It's a flashlight. Hey, fuck. No, I don't like that. You know, I was almost sued by Fleshlight, the company. Did I tell you that? No. Okay, I'll save that one <laughs> for a different story. I was selling them. Fleshlights? Yeah. No, the point. off-brand. Fla- off, off-brand No, I was selling Fleshlights. Oh, actual Fleshlights? Yeah. Okay. 17th January, 1988. He leaves one of these homosexual bars, the 219 Club. He meets a man, James Dox Tater. Tater? Like Tater Tots. Love Tater Tots. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way that John referred to Tater Tots in nope. the last episode. Me That's what nipples are called, man. No, they're I not. I thought that was just boobs. I didn't know that was nipples, specifically t- nipples. They look like Tater Tots when it gets... That's like if you large, them, though. Tater Tots are very large compared to nipple Most size. girls have very large nips that's not true you flick them stop can you stop talking about flicking nips and doing that on camera for uh, i feel like f- i'm more immature since it's friday night <laughs> i feel like yeah. saturday i'm like more mature i doubt that but that's right. okay i'm gonna go through this really quick this boy right here oh, he looks young. seven he looks 17 yeah. but he's really 14 oh, oh, i was gonna say he looks 14 yeah they meet at a a gay bar he is a troubled teenager what is he doing in a gay bar at 14 well, he's a troubled teenager 
So anything he can, prostituting properly, because Jeffrey gives him, Jeffrey promises him $50 to come home with him to his granny's house. And I'm going to read this. The two men started sitting, the two men started in the sitting room, undressed each other, kissed and felt each other's bodies. This went on for well over an hour with Dahmer performing fellatio upon his willing partner. Then they went down to the basement. Keep in mind, granny is in the next room sleeping. Mm, Okay. And he is on the couch with a 14-year-old boy sucking his wiener. Okay, not a good sign. I don't think Granny cares. Anyway, this is the problem of what happens. He pays him $50 to stay the whole night. However, this boy says he has to get home and he wants to leave at 4 a.m. One of the disorders that Jeffrey Dahmer has is borderline personality disorder, which... One of the the uh, the kinks with that is you don't want to feel rejection. If you feel like someone you feel like someone may leave you, and you you feel like um, you feel like people are leaving you when they're really not type of thing. I can't think of the word, but rejection sensitivity, rejection what, what sensitivity, abandonment. abandonment. Yeah, you have abandonment ab- issues. You, yeah, you have abandonment issues. So that is what happened when he said, "I got to leave. It's four a.m." Jeff was calm. He was like, okay, but he he felt it inside. Like he, pers- felt he took it personally. Pers- very personally. So he's like, let's just have one more drink. That drink contained about six heavy, heavy sleeping pills. And in about 30 minutes, that boy was out. Mm. That's how long it takes. Then in a tableau of painful poignancy, Jamie fell asleep on Dahmer's lap, secure in the arms of his new friend. Dahmer held him for a long while, stroking his skin. His body was comforting and warm. Then he stretched him out on a sheet on the cellar floor. In his own bland and icy words, quote, I knew my grandma would be waking up and I still wanted him to stay with me. So I strangled him. Oh, okay. So this is very important right here. Because what is this? this mean i wanted him to stay with me he didn't want him to leave ever so he decided that he would never leave him and he would have control over the situation he strangled his name he strangled this boy because he didn't want his grandmother to wake up but he still wasn't finished sexually so this brings him into the necrophilic realm Mm. this is the first time he is going to anally penetrate a Corpse. So the last one he did not have. No, it was with. only the skull. He doesn't like. He definitely doesn't like to be the receiver. I guess he's a top. I don't. Was that? What is that? I don't know. Typically, he's is a pitcher, not a. He's a pitcher, not a catcher. Yes, exactly. So that's typically his mo. But he does occasionally do you know anal sex on these dead bodies well from now on he does but the reason this boy was dead and not just passed out is because he didn't want the boy to wake up when his granny's trying to get ready for church and you know she, she sees him so he right. went ahead and strangled him then so it's kind of like he didn't mean to have sex with a dead corpse he just was kind of thrown in he that slipped role. yeah so Slips on the banana peel. Um, we're gonna definitely. So that there's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> if you if you if you think back about this episode, I've crossed a couple barriers here. Number one, he he is a killer now. Number two, he crosses from the necrophilic or from the the normal you know world to the sex with dead corpses. Now it's very interesting to think about. Another weird thing is this is very close. It's actually one step one step removed from a sleeping body is a dead body. You think oh, about it. Only breathing is a difference. So if that's kind of weird to think about, it, it is weird to think <laughs> about. 
but I don't know. What do you guys think about that? That is uh, next next episode. We're 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 getting we're getting into it uh, big time. We're gonna go through his frenzy, and his frenzy is is fucking terrible. I mean, it's is bad. The stuff he does with bodies, you will not believe it. And that's why we have his testimony. Oh, because there were there were holes found in the skulls that he would purposely put there, like the, the holes that don't already exist from the. Yeah, world. he would drill holes in the skull for a very p- specific person. So he from would, the other other than the seven other or no no eight, eight orifices that already no exist. he would drill he would drill a hole in the top of the skull, but a very small hole not for top of not the skull? for penetration not for penetration for something else for pressure relief from N- the penetration no not. Not, no, in a dead, not for anything that you can think of. It was a very weird, specific reason. The fact that the the re. The fact that he did not get an insanity, um, you know, get off on insanity really eludes me because... Well, Je- you did he, talk he is, about he how is, he had a cool, such a big cooling off period and he knew he could control. So did Ed Gein, and Ed Gein was found insane. Mm. I, I think I'm uh, actually kind of comparing the two. I think that's my problem. Mm. But anyway, what do you guys, uh, any questions on that? Weirdly... He's going to blow on it like a whistle, right? What? Wolfie coming through with all the Maybe. I don't know. If you know the story, that could be true. I want to. Now, during this time, as we'll talk about a little next week, he was court ordered to go to a psychiatrist, which is kind of interesting. I thought about doing this to my psychiatrist this morning. I go I go to her every uh, Wednesdays and Fridays. I'm not ordered, but the VA sends me there. Can I just say? But anyway, Jeffrey Dahmer was court ordered to go there from some stuff I'm going to talk about. I mean, he was urinating public and doing all kinds of exhibitionism. That's what he was going for. And he goes to the psychiatrist since he has to be there. And for 50 minutes or however long it lasted, he would turn his chair around (laughs) and not look at her and just... Anyway, he went to a few psychiatrists, and well, they—I can they, understand that—not wanting to look at someone when you're talking. No, not no, not talking. Just like oh, ignoring. He, <laughs> just sat there. Sat there. Didn't answer any questions, and it was just, just sat there, but didn't look at her. Yeah, there were a few psychiatrists during the time they didn't know that he was a murderer. He was murdering while he was going to it. One of the psychiatrists, and Evelyn Rosen, and I'm going to end with this, her prognosis on Jeffrey Dahmer is, quote, there is no doubt at this time he is a schizoid personality disorder who may show marked paranoid tendencies, Hmm. period. He is definitely spooky, end quote, (laughs) for a psychiatrist to write spooky and she makes it in oh, all she capital. Wrote spooky. She you writes didn't just it. say spooky. That's she, a bad note. To she, have I your thought file. you were making that no, comment. No, no. She writes, he is definitely spooky. And in spooky is all capital letters with an exclamation mark. Oh. That is that is telling. In now, today's this is, terms, you would have that with also like three or four skull emojis. <laughs> or ghost emojis. So um, anyway, that's what I'm going to end it with. It's, it gets next week. You're not going to believe the shit he does. You won't think he would be. He. I don't think he would be considered sane or insane or insane. Sane. The membrane. It was close, insane man. It was. I mean. You know, if I was on the jury, I could definitely see an insane verdict. Anyway, I hope you guys like that. We're going to 
go into it heavy next week so i'm just trying to get you guys prepared i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna not pull any strings man i'm gonna talk about all kinds of gory shit and it gets fucking terrible and there's photos you've seen half of them so anyway if you like that shit if you like that uh subscribe to the podcast hope you guys enjoy that it's jeffrey Dahmer. we're gonna do a few more i may intersperse it with some other kind of bear related episodes But uh, that's it, man. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole. This is Talk More to Me podcast. Until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.